This is Poetry Says. I'm Alice, and today I'm going to chat with Christina Harava, who's a Romanian-born poet and actress now living in London. Hey, Christina. Hi, Alice. So the poem we're chatting about today is by Mihai Imanescu. That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Sure. Um, Mihai Minescu um, was a romantic poet, novelist and journalist, and uh, he's regarded as the most famous and influential Romanian poet. He's our national poet, if, if you will. Um, he was born in 1850 and died quite young at 39 in uh, 1889. Um, and his poems span a large range of themes from nature and love to hate and social commentary. Um, his work has been translated in over 60 languages. Um, he's been quite prolific. Um, he wrote a lot during his lifetime. And he achieved literary success when he was quite young. He was first published at 16. Um, and he was discovered, so to speak, at 20 by one of the top literary critics in Romania at the time. Tito Maiorescu, who dubbed him a real poet. Um, and from there on, his renown only grew, um, thanks to several qualities of his poetry. Um, and the first one of those would be the way he managed to enrich the literary language with words and uh, phrases from all Romanian regions, uh, which was quite unusual at the time. Um, he also used a lot of old texts and uh, came up with new words that he coined from his philosophical readings. Um, and he, he used a lot of bold metaphors, which were quite rare in earlier Romanian poetry. Um, so, yeah, he, he established himself um, quite early on. And um, he's quite the tragic figure of, of a genius. You know, I mean, he was quite a, a bohemian figure. Um, although he was very erudite, he never really pursued a, a degree or... Um, a position or fortune. Um, he went to study in Vienna at 19, but because he didn't have a baccalaureate degree, he couldn't really get a degree. So there you go. Um, and he had several jobs throughout his life. He was a clerk at the National Theatre, a journalist, a teacher, a schools inspector. Um, and he, he died in poverty, I would say. So he kind of does represent that image of the tragic genius, you know, uh, the romantic tragic genius. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's following that fairly standard, unfortunate pattern. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I'll get you to introduce and read the poem for us. Um, and for people listening, if you want to read along, you can head to poetrysays.com and we'll have the text linked to from there. Wonderful. Um, with life's tomorrow, time you grasp. With life's tomorrow, time you grasp. It's yesterday's you fling away. And still, in spite of all, remains its long eternity, today. When one thing goes, another comes, in this wide world by heaven born. And when the sun is setting here, tis somewhere else just breaking dawn. It seems somehow that other waves are rolling down the same old stream, and somehow, though the autumns change, tis but the same leaves fall, it seems. Before our night does ever ride the queen of morning's rosy skies, 
while even death is but a guess, of life a notion, a surmise. Of every moment that goes by, one fact each mortal creature knows. The universe is poised in time, and whirling round forever goes. Still, though this year will fly away and soon but to the bygone add, within your soul you ever hold each thing of worth you ever had. With life's tomorrow time you grasp, it's yesterday you fling away, and still, in spite of all, remains its long eternity, today. A radiant and brilliant view, in many rapid glimpses caught, of infinite, unending calm, bathed in the rays of timeless thought. So that's it. It's beautiful. <laughs> the poem. I think it's beautiful. It's... Um, one of my favorite poems of his, although it's not one of his most famous, he has um, other poems which are sort of considered, you know, um, more important, I guess, in the school curriculum in Romania and everything. But I, I particularly like this poem, actually, because I think it sounds wonderful in English. Um, I just love the English version, and I think it has a lyricism, um, to it, it's it's just so beautiful. So that's why I chose it. Yeah, and of course you can. Um, so you've read this in Romanian and English. What is it like reading the poem in English? What are some of the the differences and the changes in translation? Well, I would say it's even more lyrical in English um, in a way. Um, I actually prefer the English version, strangely enough. Um, it's an extraordinary translation by um, Cornelio M. Popescu, who's the, the foremost translator of uh, Eminescu's poetry in English. Um, he was a very prodigious young man. Uh, he was a high school student, and he translated uh, almost most, if not all, of Eminescu's poetry when he was 16 or 17, uh, while he was studying um, for his high school uh, degree. Um, and died tragically in an earthquake at 19. Um, but he is considered his best translator in English, and actually there's um, an award um, started by the um, Literary Society here uh, named after him, uh, the Cornelio M. Popescu uh, Award for Poetry Translation from European Language. Um, so I think he did a great job with this poem, and he, he really brought some some new things to it i would say um i think it's really beautiful yeah um what are some of the lines that you really like there are so many good ones obviously mm, i don't know if there are any lines in particular that i like um i think i just like the poem as a whole um i like the way it builds up and and reaches a kind of conclusion um and and i like the idea behind it although i guess there would be two lines that kind of um allude to its main idea and those would be and when the sun is setting here it is somewhere else just breaking dawn in the second stanza um and and that's about um 
comparing death to, to a sunset, which is a, a comparison that Schopenhauer used too in, in his writing. Um, Eminescu was very influenced by Schopenhauer's philosophy. Um, he became influenced by it when he studied in Vienna. Um, so he uses a lot of themes that Schopenhauer used and um, I would say, well, I would say the main theme of this poem um, is the passing of time and, and present. Um, and through these lines, uh, I guess it's trying to say that once the sun sets in one part of the world, it comes out somewhere else. And just as beyond our limited subjective experience, life carries on in its never-ending present so um, I think that's the idea behind the whole of the poem. Mm. Yeah, and those lines definitely stood out to me as well. There's a definite resonance there. Mm. It seems like a very timeless poem. Um, would you say it's still relevant, even though it was written so long ago? Do you think it's it still relates to us now? Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad you say that because that's that's one of the reasons I chose it. I think it's you know, its theme makes it relevant really forever because it is about time and life and death and the passing of time and present. Um, so that will always be relevant to us as people. Um, so I don't think it's it's a poem that's necessarily, um, you know, to be placed in, in, in the time when it was written. The, the same things hold true nowadays, you know, the fact that you know, we, we do live in the present rather than in the past or in the future. Mm, um, try to at least. Or, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Or, or we should try to live more in the present. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's very relevant um, in that regard. Sort of, you know, it's in a way about the power of now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, mm. It sounds like a motivational book. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but it's not um it's not sort of hitting you over the head with that kind of motivational message either it is like you say it builds slowly it's got a subtlety to it as well mm. yes absolutely and this is a theme uh the theme of the eternal present is a theme that eminescu used a lot in his poetry uh not only in this poem um and i think he used it to great effect you know, the, the idea that the world is a moment suspended between past and future. I wanted to ask you, a little, if you can, to talk a little bit about um, Eminescu's maybe philosophy and potentially even his political views. I was sort of reading a tiny bit about him before we started and it sounds like he was, he was a relatively conservative person but mm -hmm. also not that accepted by conservatives because he... Um, he didn't subscribe to dominant Christian views. And in this poem, you can kind of see that coming through. It's almost got shades of Buddhism in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, his, his poetry is definitely not... He doesn't really have any religious elements in his poems. Uh, I, I guess there are spiritual elements um, in his poetry, um, which, yeah, like you say, would be considered more pagan than anything else. Um, so, um, of course, the more conservative part of society wouldn't like that, especially the church. Um, 
But, uh, I mean, at the same time, he did have some conservative views. Um, he was a, an editor for the Time newspaper, which was um, the main conservative newspaper at the time, at one point. Um, uh, I suppose, like like everyone in those times, um, he he supported some views of, of the time um, and and didn't support others. I mean, it, it is surprising in a way that he had, he was part of the conservative, um, kind of supported a conservative uh, party because he was quite bohemian. So <laughs> he was never really part of the establishment in that way. But um, um, I guess that's, that's one of the contradictions of his life. And in terms of his, his philosophy, um, I mean, like I said, I think he he was very influenced by Schopenhauer in his poetry, and um, he certainly writes a lot about about time. Uh, he has a lot of love poetry. Um, he I don't know if you read about this when you're reading about him, but uh, um, his his life was defined by a love affair with another poet called Veronika Mikle. Um, was also a poet in her own right uh, who lived in Vienna uh, and she introduced him to the literary establishment over there. Um, but they, that love story was never properly fulfilled because they lived, you know, he, he moved back to Romania and she lived over there and uh, they wrote passionate letters to each other um, and um you know, so that's, that adds to his tragic figure, I would say. And his love for her um, influenced a lot of his love poetry. Um, so, which is quite, I mean, a, a lot of his poetry, I suppose, is quite pessimistic in a way. You know, it's quite sad. Um, but that's why I chose this particular poem, because I think this is a very optimistic poem, Um Actually, it's about the fact that, you know, we, we do have the present and even after we die, actually life carries on and it's, it's a continuum. Um, so I think that's a very optimistic uh, outlook, really. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be tragic, even when you're talking about the romantics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fascinating. <laughs> There's so much contradiction in that story. I love it. It's great. <laughs> well, thanks so much for bringing this poem to us, Christina. It's excellent. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Hope you liked it. So if you have a poem you want to share, head to poetrysays.com and let me know. And you can find me on Twitter at Poetry Says. Mm-hmm.